Hey everyone, it's Tom Rich with another episode of Turn On Engagement Podcast. Today, I'll be talking with Dustin Clenard. He is the Vice President of Partnerships at BetterWorks. BetterWorks is a organization based here in the United States where they take care of performance management and customer engagement. Dustin oversees the partnerships for the entire globe. In this podcast today, he and I will be discussing both post and pre-pandemic sales methods, as well as the new hybrid way salespeople are working in this newfound world that we're in. Stay tuned. It's all coming up here on Turn On Engagement Podcast. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Um, Tom Rich here from Hub Engage, and today I have a guest. Dustin is my man. He's uh, he's here and um, and giving me his gracious of uh, time to to discuss some of the some of the things we've been discussing on topic of the last couple of months. Um, and uh, first and foremost, I'd like to I'd like to give an introduction um, to to Dustin and and his background and. Where he comes from, just so the just so the audience can can get a better feel of of who he is, what he is, and uh, what he's all about. Um, but again, Dustin Clenard is the man. Um, just a little quick bio: He went to the University of Michigan for his undergrad, and uh, from there he went to Northwestern, uh, you know, for his grad school. We don't hold anything against him on any of those. Um, he's, as he says, he's keeping in the Big Ten family, and you know, kudos to him and his efforts. Those are those are some uh, those are some legit schools, Dustin. But uh, he uh, he started. He, he claims he started in engineering. We might have to do a background check on that or not. But he claims he started engineering, uh, working in chemical plants and so forth. And apparently, the chemicals must have got to him. And he said enough of that stuff. And so um, today, he actually is uh, in HR software. He stuck to HR software. Um, and he is, uh, he's, he's decided that HR is, HR is a better, better way to, way to do it. A little bit about him. He loves, loves golf. Uh, he's, he's a hacker, loves golf. And, uh, he, I, you know, I asked him some of his dreams. One of his dreams would be to see the Red Wings and the Bruins both be good. Apparently he's a, he's a hockey, hockey connoisseur as well. Um, watching and playing it. And, uh, I've always heard that rumor that uh, you know a hockey game you go you go to a fight and a game breaks out. So apparently Dustin, we'll see how that plays out as well for you. Um, but he loves golf, loves softball, and uh, all around a good gentleman. Uh, you know he's got he's been married now with his bride. He's got four kids, uh, three of which are girls. So he's outnumbered, and then he's got his he's got a son. So. I don't know if he wants to shoot for another one or not to try and even up the score or not, but uh, yeah, I can imagine your activities are well taken care of and you are, you're a busy man, Dustin. So uh, again, thanks. Thanks for joining us on, on our, on our total employee engagement podcast today, Dustin, and um, appreciate your time. Um, So the first question we'll start off, Dustin, first question I have for you is apparently we're out of this pandemic, you know, well, it depends on the day, right? Um, it, some days we are, some days we're not, but apparently, you know, we're out of the pandemic, but looking back on this pandemic, um, 
how have you, you know, one of my questions would be to you is how have you, how have you communicated with your sales teams and executives during this COVID pandemic? Yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll launch right into it. I think the pandemic is over. Uh, at least that's what it, uh, that's what it seems <laughs> here. And it happens yeah. instantly, like instantly the rules change. Um, sometimes you know about it and sometimes you don't. But I, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on, Tom. What you, most of what you described, I feel like in my bio, makes it sound like I'm just trying to extend my childhood. You know, I play softball because it's like I can I can stay uh, I can stay a kid again. Even with my kids, I feel like I do stuff with them just so I can stay a kid again. I, the classic saying, you know, I feel like I'm I still feel like I'm 18. Um, I think it's going to be true forever. So I I don't know. I kind of like that. I like uh, it too. I like it, dude. Yeah. But, but but to answer your question from a communication standpoint, um, you know I think I've been in sales for long enough to know that that candid conversations go an awfully awful long way, and um, we the company I work for the CEO used to be used to run Webex for Cisco, and so we've all re- we've always been a video um, present company before the pandemic, hmm. so. Come, come pandemic, we use video for everything. Um, it's, not, it's not mandatory, but everybody does it because it is a better way to engage, but it's not the only way to engage. And so I think what we've seen is the, you miss um, the in the hallway, the between meetings, the, oh, the, the meeting leader's late so we can have a different conversation for two minutes. You miss all that. You, you miss a lot of that with Zoom. And so the thing that's helped us is the telephone, uh, just pick up, you know, if, if like an iPhone is also a telephone for those that didn't know that, um, <laughs> uh, and you, and, and just, and just calling people, it doesn't have to be scheduled. doesn't have to be a zoom call. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be on the hour. It can be when you need to. And, and if you think about it like that, you have a whole separate, it's the, it's your way of making up for, um, it's your way of making up for all the stuff that used to happen in, you know, between, between the cracks, um, oh, yeah. And, and it's like gauging somebody's set, you know, how, how they hesitate when they answer your question gives them a sense, gives you a sense for, you know, how they're leaning or how they're feeling. You know, like, I think you get that, um, you have to get that in a different way now um, than you did before. Basically. Yeah, no, I, dude, I, I love how you said, as far as your CEO, right? What you lucked out, right? With, sounds like you lucked out with, with having somebody that was already in that video experience and uh, way ahead of the way ahead of the curve. Um, Cause most America wasn't, and uh, most of the world wasn't. And it just threw everybody into that panic remote as far as, Hey, we, if we can't meet in person, we're shutting this thing down. Right. And heaven, heaven forbid going anything outside that. So uh, that's pretty cool that you, uh, you had a forward thinker with that and had, had you all ahead of the game. That's good for you. Good for the organization. Good for you guys both. Um, let me let me ask you this for continuing this a little bit further here, Dustin. What how is the how has the communication gone with like vendors? So what have you seen out there that what maybe has worked or hasn't worked? Obviously, it's working at your org, org right? It, it, it sounded like you're way ahead of the curve with this one. But how how have you seen you know these other organizations and what have you seen other organizations doing or not doing that? where you kind of go, huh, what? Or, oh, good, good on you. If you can answer me something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's one, and I'll use your vendor term pretty, pretty broadly. Um, I happen to run partnerships here. So, you know, vendors could be consulting firms. They could be technology firms. They could be vendors that supply us. But if I put it all in one big bucket, prior to the pandemic, one of the biggest things uh, that I certainly faced, and I think a lot of people faced is, can I find the time 
to talk to somebody? Or can I find the time to talk to somebody when they have the time to talk to me? And the time was all was often centered around whether they were traveling. No, he's in Europe for the week. Uh, no, you know, she's she's in, you know, she's in California meeting with people. And it was like that was a real dynamic of we can't talk because we can't find a place that we're both a time that we're both in the same place at home, in an office or whatever. And so what I started seeing in the in like mid 2020 was that's just not a thing anymore. Everybody had time. And so you, because you, everybody was at home, you knew they were at home. They could be in a meeting, but everybody now has the time for two minutes or for five minutes. And what became important was the intention. And so what is the point of this started to bubble up and become, not that that hasn't always been important, but it was always clouded by the schedule. And now if you take some of that away, is the intention of this discussion useful on both sides? Of course we can find, uh-oh. Oh, hold on, Tom. I think my audio may have switched. We're, we're having a real yeah, live totally uh, lesson in communication. No, I love it. You know what? It, quite frankly, this this is what we live, right, Dustin? And and before what literally what just happened there, right? Before you'd think, oh no, the world's ending, or but that's that's the norm right now, right? Just to just to bring it into to bring it into focus as far as meetings, Zoom meetings. The, these are all things that are natural and things that happen even in a podcast or even in even in meetings. You know it, that that's what I love. Quite. I frankly. hope you don't edit this out. I see I this. I see it all the time, right? I mean, just to share with the audience, I was. I was having some issues with the video, right? Um, with, 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 with the video on this thing. And so I was like, okay, Dustin, we're going to do this audio and do this podcast via, you know, with, with audio rather than video. These, this is how we live, right? This is the new normal um, of our, of our world. And I, I, yeah, I quite frankly, I love it. Uh, that was, that was, I, just, that, I just did the equivalent of like leaving my notebook in the other room. Uh, when you, when you go to me, I got to go back and grab it. My, I love iPod, I love AirPods, but uh, even when they're in my pocket, they somehow suddenly turn on. So, oh, uh, you and I both, you and I both had that experience yesterday. It was, it was a good meeting, and I, I was talking to myself apparently, and I thought I had lost my audience. And then, ironic enough, I was like, oh, I have my, I have my AirBuds, you know, I have the dock station in my pocket, and it's, it went to AirBuds, and it, it was, it was one of those normalcies, as I call it. How's that? Yeah, I, we're all human. But to, wow. to go back to your question, you know, if I think of, uh, you know, something I experienced personally is I'm trying to, I, in my role, want to have some conversations with, you know, some pretty senior consulting folks from some pretty well-known companies that, that everybody would have heard of. And, um, you know, historically, it's been, there's a little bit of a gatekeeper, there's a little bit of a schedule, whatever those little things add up to, it's difficult to get the right meeting with the right person. Mm-hmm. And, and post post pandemic, I found that had completely changed, I was able to get one meeting with the right person a lot more frequently, your ability to get the second meeting had a lot to do with whether the first meeting was as good as you promised it was going to be. But mm-hmm. um, I could easily get the first meeting with somebody and in, 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 in my case, if the first meeting is three minutes, but it's a good three minutes that opens up the avenue for a whole lot more. And it, it, I, I found myself with more access so I could make it further faster. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so I, I think there's actually an upside an upside from that. Huh, that's fascinating. I, I I just learned something new for me on that. I appreciate that. That's that's kind of cool. Fascinating stuff. Well, let me ask you. So so being in being with partnerships, heading that up for the, for your in the field, and I mean that's that's a tough that's a tough one, man. Uh, partnerships are unique. They're ever changing, and you you're always having to feed them, right? Uh, and, and in a sense of education and or the next new 
widget or whatever it is to keep them engaged, you know, um, and and flourishing on their side and your side and together. Um, partnerships are those th that's a good juggling act. So how what kind of tools have you used or are you not? What what did you adapt or how did you adapt with with those partnerships with keeping them engaged and you know keeping new ones coming in? It sounds like I heard heard how you're keeping new ones coming in. Love that. How do you keep the old ones, you know, no pun intended, but the old ones or the current ones, you know, engaged with this whole pandemic and during the pandemic? And how did that how did that roll for you, Dustin? Yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a it's a great it's a great practical question, because I think the in the partnership world, um, this may sound terrible to say it, but there's there's a lot of reasons for partnership people to come together at industry events or at regional events or otherwise find a reason where you, you meet somebody uh, uh, somewhere in person. And those often gave you the ability to talk about a client you might have or an opportunity you were thinking about, or, you know, what do you think if we did this marketing piece together? And they'd be, they'd be similar to before, they kind of be the in the cracks conversations, but they happen frequently enough. And if you, if you go to the same, you know, we're in the HR tech industry. So you go to the HR tech industries and uh, meetings and you meet people and it gives you a way to communicate with your partners um, on some frequency, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's a couple times a year, but, uh, but it happened. And, and uh, then all the meetings dried up and there were no more of those. And so if you didn't have, you know, we have some partners that are very intentional. We talk to them all the time. We know exactly what we're doing. We have others though. We have a lot of others that are potential. Um, maybe there's something there for us. We probably have some joint clients. Maybe we can do some marketing together. Maybe we should do something more formal. And um, but we're not seeing them for a couple of years. And if you don't see them, you have to force the the brainstorming conversations onto the calendar. But you can't do it with everybody because there's way too many vendors in our case to be able to do that with. And so I think the, I mean the tools. I don't know if the tools necessarily change. I mean Zoom, um, but the way we went about doing it was forcing frequent when you think there's potential, but admitting that there was potential. So this meeting is about brainstorming some potential. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go all the time, but if we have joint clients or we have work that's company you know, services that are complementary and the teams have some cultural uh, synergy or they get along at least, or they don't hate each other, you have something to go on and you can, and you can start to move forward. Um, there have been some interesting tools though. There, there, um, Speaking of tools, there are some interesting partner tools that have made up for like in partnerships, you often do account mapping yeah. for our clients. So there's been a lot of tools in the account mapping space that have started to creep up that allow you to do that more automatically, more automated. Um, so it creates it almost like I, I think of those tools as creating a reason to talk to somebody that you might otherwise not have a reason for. And that that I think has been a really great development uh, from a functional standpoint. And so that that's just that's fascinating. I, I I wasn't aware of that as well, Dustin. So that's just something that's new that's cropped up over the last couple of years, then, and, and or has this been around and re, or has it just been re you know rebranded and and shot out there? Is this truly a new a new a new product and concept? I I think it's pretty new. I mean, I I don't know if I'm the expert on the history of everything, but I, you know. Uh, having a way to manage all of your partners is not new or a way to communicate them. So there are partner management platforms that are out there or partner. Right. Right. Um, uh, depending on the industry that you're in, you might have a few strategic partners or lots of partners um, 
you know, say in the agency world or something like that. But this account mapping, especially for uh, B2B SaaS companies, the concept of account mapping, you know, we're all kind of, we're all, depending on, depending, we're all, we're frequently chasing the same companies. Uh, And so that has become uh, a really interesting tool set to say, you know, where, where do we have overlaps that maybe we didn't realize? And prior to this, it was done manually with a spreadsheet, but, you know, sending a spreadsheet of your customers to another partner carries its own risks. Um, you know, they, they could be intellectual property risks, they could be legal risks. Um, and so it's, it wasn't that easy to do. And now this gives you the ability to say, you know, we're both working at, you know, X, uh, whatever consumer products company together. Um, we didn't even know that before. And now, mm-hmm. now I know that it gives us the reason to talk about, uh, is this something we can align around? Is it the same people? Uh, is it for the same reason? Are we solving kind of the same problem, but maybe from two different perspectives, you know, the company's going through a big, a big workforce transformation. We're both doing, we're both helping with elements of it and didn't even realize it. And that's, that's where I think it gets really interesting. So to answer your question, I think the tools are pretty new. Um, I'd have to go back and do more research to figure out when they started, but I, no, I love it. I love them. Uh, it sounds like it's, uh, it sounds like it's working and that's the vital part right there. I love it. And I love hearing that. All right, mister, here's your, here's your last, here's your last question of the day. Um, this has been very good, um, Dustin. I appreciate, I, I've had some aha moments just in this conversation today, but my last question for you today is this, how, how do you keep yourself motivated or how have you kept yourself motivated through this, through this unique time in our, in our era with the pandemic? Oh, Netflix and, uh, <laughs> No, I, uh, <laughs> that's kind of true. I actually didn't watch a lot of Netflix and I, um, the first, my first pandemic Netflix series was Peaky Blinders back. Oh, uh, bloody blinder. Yes. I was a little bit late, but, uh, but I started it probably March of 2020 when I had nothing else to do at night and, uh, and it was, yeah, it set me on a path. Um, can't say the net effect is good or bad, but it certainly has, has kept me busy. Um, yeah, I think a couple things. One is, um, back to the intentional, uh, comment. I, I live in Boston. Uh, we have offices in New York, California. We've gone to a hybrid remote, a remote first um, uh, model. So people can work at home as long as they want, but we do have offices open that people can go into. And so I used to go to New York frequently. Um, and I ran a couple offices down there also for some different companies, but I'd go there and I'd do the same job that I would do at home. And so you, you just work on the train, you get to New York and work, you go out to dinner with somebody and then you go home. And what I realized was um, that doesn't work anymore. I can do all of the, it's wasting time. It's wasting a precious opportunity to go to New York, to go to the office and do the same thing that I would do from home. And so what I started doing was clearing my calendar on the day that I was going to be in New York and spend the time more intentionally uh, uh, interacting to get those between the cracks moments with the people that, that, um, that I don't know, that I don't, that I no longer had the chance to do that with. And so clear, like all the the emails can happen on Tuesday and Thursday, but Wednesday, I'm not going to spend as much time on my email or building presentations or doing outreach because I want to connect with my colleagues. And I think that made a big, that, that has been an aha moment that I hope, I hope doesn't go back to just normal work, no matter where you are. Like there's a reason that you're there um, uh, you know, cap, capitalize on it. The other thing I realized was speaking of that, because I travel a lot, I, you know, on a train or on a plane, that was where I would do my thinking time. And so then when I get to my computer, that's where I did my work. 
Uh, and now that you're in your office all the time at your computer, I, I started to realize I had no thinking time because mm -hmm. when I'm at my computer, I wanted to do stuff. And so I started blocking out times to think about things. And in the summertime in Boston, in certain parts of the year, you can actually go for walks outside because the weather's beautiful and other parts, it's a little tougher. Um, but that was where I, you know, so I'd block two hours and try to hit, what can you do in two hours? You can probably do like uh, six miles or seven miles or something like that walking and, uh, and use that to think about uh, something that you that I would have done on a train. And that, that's what, that's a change I had to make in my own schedule to try to, to try to reconcile for the differences. But I hope that's getting to your question, Tom. No, I did. It, uh, it's again, I've, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that and appreciate the fact that you, you know what you've, you admitted that right where it's a mature statement and it's a mature, it's a maturity that you've reached in your, in your development and as well, you know, your, your work life, we'll call it the work-life balance. And again, I appreciate the vulnerability and, and you're saying, you know, I, I blocked out two, two hours of time just to have my loan. I, I, I get where you're at. I understand what you're saying. And another thing I've learned, you know, Dustin from you today is, is, is just that to block out some of these time we have our outreach, we have our, you know, all the, all the things throughout the day, but where's, where's my time to have creative thinking and, and to set that aside. So I appreciate that. Something else I learned today. So, um, that kind of ends it for the day. I appreciate appreciate Dustin Clenard joining me, and um, I look forward to to hearing some other. We'll have him probably come on uh, in in some future podcasts that we we'll, that we'll have, and and uh, elaborate a little bit further and see if he's upped his game on golf or 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 uh, hockey, or if he's added another added another boy to his family and team. But again, Dustin, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we will we will chat soon. Well, Tom, of the, uh, I, I, well, of the two things you just said, one of them is not going to happen, but one of them, one of them might. So we'll, we'll, we'll check in next time on which one. <laughs> right on. Thanks again, Dustin. All right. Take care. Hey there, employee communications and HR folks. We've got some big news to share over here at Hub Engage. We've officially been made a Society of Human Resource Management recertification provider. So if you're a SHRM member and you're in need of getting your mandatory recertification credits, you can tune into our new webinar series where we educate and train you on a variety of HR-related topics and trends so you're up to date on your continuing education requirement. SHRM is a great place for all things HR, and with this exciting new partnership Hub Engage has created, we can now recertify you while you turn on engagement at the same time inside of your company. For more details and to sign up for a recertification course with one of our Hub Engage SHRM certified experts, visit hubengage.com and click on the SHRM tab under resources to get started today.